enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of the Cape Elizabeth Church of the Nazarene. We welcome you to join us in a study of God's Word today. Read for you today from Matthew chapter 5. You guys can be seated if you'd like. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Very familiar passage of Scripture right after the Beatitudes as Jesus continues to go into the Sermon on the Mount. It says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything but it's thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that you may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Uh, I want to tell you guys a uh, story about a friend of mine. I I kind of talked about just a little bit at the end of our uh, small group on Tuesday, where we're going over the Simply Christian book. Uh, There's a friend of mine who, I didn't think I was going to tell his story from the pulpit, but it turns out I am. Uh, I mentioned that uh, this guy named Jim is someone who uh, just recently has gotten very excited because he's got a handful of cameos in a new documentary on Netflix, and he has been telling the world about it. Uh, It's called... um, uh, the Pez Outlaw, and he collects Pez candies, and he's, and he's huge into that. But I, when I knew him, when he was in high school, he was, uh, the only thing he collected was CDs, but he was just one of those guys who's the life of the party. You know what I mean? The person that's just enjoyable to be around, always fun, always funny, gets you to laugh, gets you excited. You always want him in whatever gathering you have. He's just one of those people. And I remember when... Um, we were still in high school. He uh, ran to the store because his mom needed him to get some groceries for him because that's what you do when you get a license when you're a teenager. You run whatever errands your parents send you on. And so he had gone to the store, and we just lived about 10 blocks from each other. And my house was in between the grocery store and his house. And he decided he wanted to see if we wanted to hang out later on. So he's coming back to see me and uh, decides to stop by and see if we want to hang out later on. Because in the 90s, we didn't all have cell phones. And so that's what you did. You would just stop by someone's house and you would ask them. And so uh, he comes in, but he realizes like where we were, where we're situated uh, on that block where, where I lived, the road only had parking on one side. And as he pulls up, he realizes that side right in front of my house is all filled up with cars. Like, well, I'm just going to be a minute. So he parks on the wrong side of the road, facing the wrong way, real quick, just runs and says, hey, Tim, hey, want to get together later tonight? I said, yeah, let's do that. And he goes back out to his car. I'm like, all right, I'll be seeing him at whatever time. And then he comes back in right away and says, oh, no, Tim, I've locked my keys in the car and it's running and it's facing the wrong way, and it's illegally parked, and I just know I'm going to get a ticket when a cop comes, and, and I, I'm in trouble, and, and, uh, and he says, and, and I'm borrowing my mom's car. She can't even bring her key to me to get into this. What am I going to do? So, Tim, you're so much faster than I am, and, uh, and the longer this takes, the more at risk I am, and everything's going to melt and thaw, and this is terrible. He's like, will you run to my house and get, my, get the extra car- uh, set of keys for me and bring that back? And, I, and he was convinced. I said, okay, uh, Jim, I'm here for you. Let me help you out. And so, so I did. I ran the 10 blocks to his house, and I knocked on the door when I got there. And his mom answers, and she's surprised to see me. I said, yeah, Jim left his, 
locked his keys in the car, would you, uh, and sent me here to get the keys so he can unlock it. And she just looked at me funny and said, well, why didn't he come with you? And I said, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. But, uh, you know, anyway, I'm faster than him, and so he sent me along the way. So she gave me the keys, and I ran back to the house, and he got the keys, he unlocked. And when I came back, he, he, he meets me outside, thanks me profusely profusely, just thank you, thank you so much for getting this, you're a lifesaver, thank you Tim so much, I'm like yeah, no problem, whatever, but he goes in the house with me real quick, and he says to my family, can you believe it, I got Tim to literally run and get these for me, I can't believe it, I wouldn't do that for anyone, <laughs> and, uh, and he got my whole family laughing, well, he slips out the house back to his car and leaves me standing there wondering, is he really thankful or is he just playing me here? What's going on here? But he did that sort of thing all the time. That's just something we loved about him. And uh, we, we, another friend, cut from the same cloth, a guy by the name of Nathan, someone we met in Illinois. He would come to our house and uh, hang out. And, and one time uh, he steps in, and we didn't have a dishwasher in the house, so when we washed the dishes, we had, to, we had to dry them in like a dish drainer, right? And so he comes in, he's talking to us in the kitchen, and, and uh, before we get ready to play some games, he says, hey, uh, can I get a cup of water? And I'm like, sure. And he waits until I get a cup from the cabinet. To, and he's like, oh, no, no, I just need a cup. And he reaches in the dish drainer and pulls out a liquid measuring cup, <laughs> fills it with exactly one cup of water, <laughs> and drinks from it. <laughs> and every time since that he would come back, he, he, he'd do the same thing. Hey, can I get a cup of water? And he'd always reach for the measuring cup. And just, just this is the kind of guy he was. But he was also that life of the party always found ways of making us laugh. And we love that. Um, Last October, I went to Arkansas, and, and there's a guy by the name of Remington. Same kind of guy. Always makes me laugh. He's the kind of guy who, uh, on your wife's birthday, will send her flowers and then text you, like, hey, did she get the gift yet? Why didn't you send her flowers? <laughs> and then just continue to laugh and make fun of you for, uh, for doing that. Just because that's just the kind of guy he is. He's just kind of a goofball like that. Yeah, those are the kinds of people I attract. <laughs> and so, but, but those kind of people are, they, they, we call them the life of the party. We love them. We want to surround them with us. They, they make life joyful. They bring levity, friendship. The kind of people that just make the world a better place because of the joy that they give. And the world is indeed better because of them. And when we read a passage like we read today, where Matthew says, uh, where in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, you know, you are to be the salt of the world. In many ways, he's saying, you are going to make an impact and you are going to make the world a better place. Perhaps not in the same way as I illustrated with all those friends, but he's saying you are going to make a difference. And we might ask, well, how do we do that? And I think a lot of times when we think of what we need to do to make a difference, we think we got to be bigger, we got to be bolder. Maybe like that hilarious friend or, 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 that, that, or someone else, you know, that celebrity or social influencer or, or that professional who isn't just good at their job but has somehow become elite and become like the name or the brand. Oh, well, how do I get to that kind of success? Or, how do I, or maybe I have to be a person of means before I can make the world a better place. But in this passage of Scripture, I find myself remembering that uh, Jesus is speaking 
to a group of people around him who he has said blessed and called blessed, and they don't have a whole lot that they can say that they have attained. When he looks around uh, and says, hey, you are the blessed who are poor in spirit or who are mourning or who are meek or hungering and thirsting for righteousness, it's to those people he says, you're going to be the salt of the earth. You're going to make a huge difference. You're called to do that. This week I was watching a, um, uh, I was just watching a video, kind of a, uh, a story of one of my favorite magicians. So uh, one, of, one of the people I've, I've come to enjoy watching um, is a Penn and Teller. They're, they're, they do Vegas shows, well known. There's one really tall guy named Penn who's a, known for just being a loud mouth. And he's just big and boisterous. And then Teller is shorter and he is quiet and he never speaks during the whole act. And that's, that's their gimmick. That's their kind of play back and forth. And they are kind of like, they are as popular now as uh, Houdini in the past or David Copperfield. They, they're, they're the names right now. They have TV shows and all that. But I remember looking at their story of how they got started. And Teller, the quiet one, uh, was a, a teacher in the public school system. He was, he was a school teacher. And uh, when Penn met him and found out about his magic and who he was, and he said, hey, we should work together. And uh, can we do this? And Teller told him, yeah, in the summer when I'm not teaching. And he says, we need more than a summer to get started. We need at least a year to, do, to, to like commit to what we might be able to be as magicians. And so Teller gets convinced and uh, puts in a year of absence for his school. And sure enough, they become very successful and he never goes back. And so, um, but they, they were telling that story. And as I'm listening to this story, I'm thinking, Teller could have been a public school teacher all of his life and made a difference in the next generation of kids and helping them be who they wanted to be and made a huge impact in the lives of the kids in his community. And that would have been awesome. As it is right now, he has been a big influence for the next generation of people wanting to learn the, cap, the craft of, of, of sleight of hand and the work of being a, a magician. He's entertained millions. Either way would have been a good use of the various talents God had given him. And I would not have faulted him one way or the other for whatever he decided to do. And so I, I, I have that in mind as I look at this passage of Scripture because I think sometimes when I think of, oh man, uh, to, to be someone who is the salt of the earth or the light of the world, I have to be someone with greater influence or greater, greater popularity or greater skills or greater whatever. Or, or just, just a different set of, I don't know, like extroversion or something. But like that is not the case at all, that God can indeed bless and he set us wherever we are and whoever we are. And so he says to the people who have gathered around him, you are the salt of the earth. And when you look at the people he's talked to as the poor in spirit and the meek and the peacemakers, those who are hungering for righteousness, the mourners, the pure in heart, the merciful, those aren't the ideal traits for what you might call the movers and shakers of the world. <laughs> those aren't usually the traits you use for those. But it's to those people that Jesus says, you're the salt of the earth. Your faith and the impact your faith has on the life around you makes, you, uh, makes a difference, makes a lasting difference. You don't have to be the loudest, the funniest, the most talented. You don't have to be the most anything. 
You just have to be faithful to the God who is with you, the God who calls you, and the God who puts people in your life. Uh, we've, we've just had two, you know, very, very bitterly cold days. One of the weather suggests warning about cold weather was that warning of ice, saying make sure you salt your, the walk. And I want to ask you a question. Have you ever put just one piece of rock salt <laughs> on your sidewalk? Not a chance, because it's not going to do anything. In the same way, have you ever put just one grain of salt on your french fries? <laughs> like, no, no, it just wouldn't make any sense at all. Uh, actually, I got a story, I could go with that too. Uh, I was, I was uh, working grounds crew for Waukesha City uh, and uh, helping them out. And I had this really gruff groundskeeper who's just like, rr, 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 complained about everything and, and just, just not enjoyable. <laughs> uh, a gruff is a kind word. He was mean. And so like, he, was just, he was just one of those guys. And he complained and grumbled about everything. But we had a common break time in the break room for lunch. And my parents had just grilled out. And so I came with some uh, hamburgers. And I asked him, I said, hey, can I have some, I, I forgot to bring ketchup. Can I use some of your ketchup in the refrigerator? And he just says, yeah, don't use it all. And I said, okay, okay. And so I go, and I take it, and I just do like three tiny little drops, just dollops, just boop, boop, boop. And then I take the, the bread, and I smear it on there, just, just a, a light shade of pink now on the bun. And he looks at me like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> and then finally he says, <laughs> he said, I told you not to use it all. <laughs> and so, um, and so like, but he's like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And in the same way, it would be ridiculous to think like, hey, I'm only going to use like a grain of salt or something. So when Jesus says you are the salt of the earth, your effectiveness is based on your willingness to be faithful in concert with everyone else's faithfulness as well. When he says to them, you're the salt of the earth, he's not saying you've got to be the biggest chunk of salt there ever was. He says, uh, uh, I mean, you never know to what extent God is directing others in the lives of whom you know and whom you are meeting. But together, we are the salt of the earth. In fact, I, I found myself, as I was thinking this, looking at this, okay, let me make sure I'm reading this right. So I pull out the Greek. I'm like, yeah, the you in there is plural. If I was back in Arkansas, I'd be saying, Y'all are the salt of the earth. He, he, he looks at them all and says, together we make a difference by living out our faithfulness to the world so that they say, oh yeah, that has made an impact and a difference. And so too, he says, we are the light of the world. And we know these analogies. Perhaps we've heard them a ton of times from being in the church, but this light of the world analogy we know as well. We're in New England after all. We're just a few hours from Boston where the story of Paul Mabe Paul Revere is more than just elementary school history. I mean, it's, it's a part of the identity. We know the importance of a light on the hill here in Cape Elizabeth. We have one of the country's most iconic lighthouses. We know this imagery and the importance of light. So I don't need to belabor the points of those analogies, but let me say this. As the salt of the earth we believe our lives do indeed end up having an impact, something worth sharing, something worth remembering. But we're called to let our faith leave a positive impact precisely in the way God's blessed us. My way, what I mean is, by saying we're the light of the world, the positive we impact is far more than just how enjoyable or likable or entertaining or, 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 or whatever we might be. But it is pointing to illuminating 
directing people to what is the love of God and the safety and the hope that He provides in a dark world. And, that, and so when He says, you are the light of the world, He is showing indeed that everything we are has purpose and direction, illuminating a way and a path and safety in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, Jesus says to those gathered to hear the message, you, yes, you, are salt. You make a difference. The world is better because of who you are, precisely as you are. That's where God has you. That's who you are, how God has made you. And you are needed along with everyone else because together we all are the salt of the earth. And he says, our life has purpose and is to be lived with purpose, directing and pointing to the one who is our Savior, the one who is our God, Jesus Christ. And he indeed will be uh, a light unto our path. And we have been blessed for just such a purpose to let others know about who God is and wants to be in their life and to recognize that exactly who we are in the time and season that we are is precisely where God is willing to continue to bless and be with us. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we are able to look at a a story like this and and just, just remember that, yeah, you have called us to make a difference, to, to, to be memorable in the, in the lives of people in a way that resembles flavor and light and in a way that is, someone says, yeah, I, I've seen, I've tasted, I've, I've known that this person is reflecting who Jesus is and it's made a difference. And Heavenly Father, if, if we get to be a part of that, what a blessing indeed that is. And so, Lord, today, I just pray that uh, you would speak to our hearts and open up our eyes and minds to where um, we get to be your hope, where, where in our interactions with others we get to say again, hey, don't forget the God who is with you right now through exactly what you're going through, the God who loves and cares for you. Heavenly Father, if, if we can be one more grain among others who you are working with, Lord, uh, help us to be exactly that. Thank you again for this time and that word of encouragement that uh, exactly who we are, where we are, you have blessed for a purpose. Help us to be faithful to that. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. More sermons are available online at our website, capenazarene.org. Our website also includes instructions for subscribing to our podcast so you can have a message delivered to you weekly. May God bless you abundantly as you serve Him today.